0: Hi, everyone. This episode is about four murders that happened in the Philadelphia suburbs last July. Since then, a few things have happened. The update is at the end of the story. If you've already listened, the new stuff is somewhere around the 32-minute mark. Okay, here's
1: the show. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Weintro, Bucks County District Attorney. Uh, thank you all for coming today. I know that many of you have been with us all week, and I just want to tell you, frankly, I've been wondering exactly how to start this off, but I guess I want to just tell you how I'm feeling. I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of many, many people. I feel a lot of sadness. I feel relief. I feel so proud of my team, and I feel resolved. Because although we've sped through this week and we've accomplished so much, We have so much more to do to bring justice in this case. From
0: KYW in Philadelphia, this is Scroll Down. I'm Tom Rickert. Today on the podcast, four murders that shocked the Philly suburbs and over the course of a week, rippled through the country.
2: Solbury Township, it's such a quiet beautiful area. These are are, college kids who uh, could have been anyone's son, and I think a lot of people kind of connected to that.
1: We're strong, and we're going to remain strong.
2: And for this to happen there...
1: I hope that I'm never in their shoes, but if I ever were...
2: The most important thing was to bring everyone
1: home. I pray that I could handle this with the courage and the dignity that they've exhibited.
3: It's one of those things where everybody says, oh, I, you know... It can't happen where I live, or, you know, I can't believe this happened where I live, but it happened.
0: Jim Melwork covers news in the Philly suburbs for KYW, including following this case very closely. Jim, I know you're hustling around today, so I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Jim, who, who were these four young men? And what did we know when we first started
2: covering this case? Uh, Jimmy Patrick was the first one to go missing. He went missing on the Wednesday of, of that week. And then on Friday, uh, three other men went missing, Dean Finicaro, and then Mark Sturgis and Tom Mayo uh, later that day. And it was over the weekend, I guess, uh, on, on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, that you started hearing out of Bucks County that these four missing uh, men, young men, uh, ages, you know, 18, 19, 20, in that range, uh, that, that police and law enforcement thought that they were connected. And that's when it kind of, the, the ball started rolling uh, and the interest started building and that you had four missing men together uh, somehow connected. But the connection wasn't clear. And it, it wasn't even 100% positive that, that they were all connected.
1: Authorities are searching for four young men who went missing in Bucks County over the weekend.
3: Joining us live with the story, KYW's Tim Jimenez. I'm Tim Jimenez, I'm the early morning reporter at KYW News Radio. Good morning. And the Bucks County District Attorney's office says they're looking at this from many different angles. Uh, all week, I guess since the beginning, uh, I was It was my first story on that Monday. It was the top story of the day. It was kind of just report on in the beginning and then after that set the scene and bring up any developments. Well, that first day of the disappearance, uh, I guess the first full day, that Monday, that we we all learned about that disappearance, that uh, I reached out to Mark Sturgis's stepmom. The families of Sturgis and Mayo had been very active on Facebook, so I reached out to her. That first day, she was telling me that his, his cell phone couldn't be tracked because it was either dead or turned off. And she said, uh, phone records didn't really raise any questions at that time. It was all from mostly family and friends. But in her words, you know, uh, I'll quote her here. This is just the most horrifying thing. We're worried sick. The investigation took authorities to a home in Solbury Township last night. It's not clear why Solbury. Four days. So it was Sunday. I was there. I was working on it Monday through Thursday. I was there Tuesday through Thursday at Solbury."
0: Early on in the week of July 10th, police and FBI agents zeroed in on one property, a really big property, a farm in Solbury, Bucks County.
2: It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's right along uh, Route 202, past Peddler's Village toward New Hope, um, off on the sides, uh, on the side of a hill, uh, and, and where they were searching was, was set back in a wooded area, uh, actually, not far from from the road, but far enough that, that we couldn't see from where they kind of had us staged or had us blocked off.
3: Vast. Huge. I mean, such a huge property there in Solbury. Police weren't saying exactly why they were searching that property. They had started searching that property, I believe, the Sunday of, of that week. They weren't saying why. And in the beginning, there was no mention of the DiNardo family at all. And then you hear that they have this person of interest uh, he was
2: arrested, uh, Cosmo DeNardo, and at the time they weren't they weren't mentioning his name when we went out there. But it wasn't long uh, after we got out there that you started hearing his name from from people who lived out there. Uh, the parents owned that farm,
3: but that arrest had nothing to do. The specific charge was a gun charge from February.
2: Yeah, it was clear they they wanted him in custody. They actually they they took him into custody on a gun charge from earlier in the year, in which charges had been. Uh, thrown out based on a technicality. He had a gun, according to police, but he wasn't supposed to because of a previously reported mental illness. And and they refiled that and convinced a judge uh, to put him back behind bars with with a bail higher than what you would normally see for a similar gun charge. He he did post that bail.
3: And at that time, I believe uh, authorities weren't saying that that charge
2: was connected to the actual missing men. One of the cars, the car... Of uh, of Tom Mayo was found in, in an adjoining property with a house and, and a garage, and they found Tom Mayo's car in that garage. So they filed uh, car theft against him because they did have that car, and and then uh, again asked for high bail and got uh, five million dollars, which which is not what you would see for something like car theft. That's a, a, a very high number. The DA wouldn't even
3: comment at that time if there was a
2: definitive connection between DiNardo, the four guys. At this point, it was just a disappearance because they hadn't found bodies. We 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 were hearing rumors uh, from, from sources on the property that there was evidence uh, of at least one murder, uh, but at this time, no bodies had been discovered. So, Obviously, we're not saying that uh, because you have to remember there are four families who were Standing vigil out there hoping that they you know that their sons come home and so
3: yeah that adds a lot of speculation, a lot of you know things up in the air at that
2: time. Clearly they had reason to believe that Cosmo Donardo was a prime suspect in this
0: Wednesday night. July 12th. Authorities will be announcing a major development in that hunt for the four missing men up in Bucks County. They'll do it at midnight. A bunch of things happen, and they happen pretty quickly.
1: I'm here to make a, an announcement about a significant development in the investigation that you've all been following so patiently.
0: They found something on the farm that abruptly changed this story.
2: Yeah, that was the night that things really uh, changed Quickly, or things really started moving quickly. It was midnight.
3: The district attorney announced a press conference, and that press conference was announcing that they found the remains of uh, one of those men, Dean Finicaro.
1: We have found human remains in an approximately 12 and a half foot deep common grave that we have painstakingly dug with a lot of care so as not to damage any potential evidence.
2: They had identified Uh, Dean Finicaro,
1: 19 years old of Middletown as one of the people that was found buried in that grave. He's been missing since Friday. We notified his family that we have recovered his body.
3: The three others weren't accounted for. But Weintrobe did say there
1: are additional human remains inside that grave. So this painstaking process will go on.
3: It officially, at that point, became, at least publicly, a homicide
1: investigation. This is a homicide. Make no mistake about it. We just don't know how many homicides. We are yet to know the answer to that question. We
2: now know uh, that they were able to identify Dean Finicaro, and they knew that there were other bodies in there. They just didn't know uh, how many and obviously didn't know who they were.
3: I guess reporting after that was that... They had found remains of Finicaro, but the three others, the way we worded it was they were unaccounted for because it wasn't really clear if those
2: remains were definitely the other three. But as soon as they were able to identify Dean Finicaro, they had that midnight press conference. And then that's when everything really started to to move quickly towards, you know, at least some kind of uh, ending for now, at least. Coming up next on Scroll Down... We
0: find out what happened to the four lost boys in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Radio.com.
1: Radio. Radio. Radio.
0: Radio. Radio.com.
3: First, well, I'll just kind of set the scene. That Thursday,
1: The search continues on that farm for evidence and the families are now praying for justice. KYW's Tim Jimenez joins us live from the scene with the latest on the investigation and this search. Good morning, Tim.
3: I was out at first at Salisbury Township in the morning, just setting the scene for the day, talking about the developments. Carol, good morning. And authorities say, as you heard, additional human remains are still in the grave at the Donato family farm. The district attorney, Matt Weintraub, had announced is a homicide investigation, and they identify the body. Tom Mayo, Mark Sergis, and Jimmy Patrick are not accounted for yet. It has been a trying time for their family and friends dealing with the unknown. Patrick just finished his freshman year at Loyola University in Maryland. And in the morning, struggling. I started on Solberry around the area of the investigation, but moved over to the Bucks County Courthouse in Doylestown because there were reports that a grand jury was investigating. So we were just waiting there. A lot of reporters were out there, local, national staking out the courthouse to see if there was any type of movement, anything. Okay,
2: so Thursday...
3: Breaking developments. This in the case of four missing Bucks
1: County men. Uh,
2: we did get word of a confession. Uh, kind of a surprise impromptu press conference by uh, Cosmo Donardo's attorney saying that that he uh, had confessed. That Donardo was involved in the murder of all four of those men. His attorney says
3: donardo also told police where the four bodies are, this confession. Mr. donardo this
1: evening confessed to the district attorney. He confessed to his participation or commission in the murders of four young men. In exchange for that confession...
3: And then that in order for him to give information to help in the investigation, he would be spared the
2: death penalty. The Bucks County District Attorney's Office took uh, the death penalty off the table.
1: Uh, My partner Michael Parlow, who has been tremendously involved in this case is with Cosmo right now Uh, and with the assistance of Fred Perry. uh, We negotiated this outcome for Cosmo to be very honest, forthright, and truthful in what occurred within the last week and a half. Uh, Mr. Cosmo did give that full confession and he uh, was very forthright and gave all relevant details that he could
0: and this comes after the remains of one of those
3: uh four missing men was discovered this morning authorities announced that this morning and once again the attorney for cosmo denardo announced that he has confessed that he was involved in the murder and he did tell police where the remains of the other three men are reporting live in the studio andrew
0: kramer and and this was something that um all the families were were consulted on
2: right yeah this was this was something that uh you know, in speaking with District Attorney Weintrobe after the fact, this was something that he wanted to make sure that they were on board with. The decision ultimately rested with him, but he wanted to make sure that the families were on board with it. And to a T, they all agreed the most important thing was to bring everyone home.
3: But that we didn't really hear much that Thursday of what exactly happened. I had a source tell me that there was the three bodies in the one grave and then far away on that property, there was that fourth body. I heard that Thursday night from a source, and it turned out Friday that the, the DA did announce that uh, it was Jimmy Patrick's body who was the furthest one, and according to the DA, he was the first one killed. Cosmo, what do you say to these families?
0: Cosmo, you admitted to killing four people. Why'd you do it? What do you have to say to these families, Cosmo? Anything to say? Even a sympathy? Even your I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Why'd you do it? That short apology, recorded by a TV reporter at CBS3 in Philadelphia, David Spun, was the first time we'd heard from Cosmo DiNardo. That was all he had to say as he was walked to the police van. shortly after telling authorities his role in the disappearances of Jimmy Patrick, Tom Mayo, Mark Sturgis, and Dean Finnecaro. And that brings us to Friday, July 14th. The specifics of the crimes that DiNardo believed to have
3: confessed to and just, I mean, they became horror, more horrifying than I think than a
0: lot of us thought. A content warning. The next part of this story includes descriptions of violence and murder. I think we had initial thoughts that this was already bad because
3: you had bodies in a grave but when you go into the details of what exactly Cosmo DiNardo was, is believed to have confessed and it gets worse. The details are actually worse than, than we first thought, at least for I me mean, at least for that I first thought that the crimes that he you know, confessed to were worse than actually we believed.
4: Disturbing new details this morning in the deaths of four missing Bucks County men. John, a source tells the Associated Press that 20-year-old Cosmo DiNardo confessed to killing the men separately after selling them marijuana and then burning their bodies at his family's farm in Solbury. And the source says DiNardo had an accomplice.
3: Multiple developments in the Bucks County mass murder story, including the arrest of a second person, 20-year-old Cosmo DiNardo of Salisbury Township confessed reportedly in connection with the crime and a second young man arrested today. You all set? We are expecting a briefing by the Buck County District Attorney. Minutes from now, please stay with us for live coverage.
1: We have so much more to do to bring justice in this case. But I am very, very relieved to say that we've brought four young men one step closer to their loved ones and so that they can rest in peace. Dean Finicaro, Tom Mayo, Mark Sturgis and Jimmy Patrick have all been positively identified. We've notified all their loved ones in as peaceful and respectful way as possible that we now have them in a safe place so that they can soon be returned home.
0: As part of this deal, Cosmo Gennardo describes where the fourth, where the body of the fourth young man is, and and how they they died.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, as I stand here today, I have in my hand some paperwork that has now been officially filed of record, charging two men. With the murder of those four young men that I just spoke about.
2: He, uh, he in his confession, or in this alleged confession, he implicates his 20 uh, year old cousin.
1: Cosmo Di Nardo has been charged with the murder of Mr. Finicaro, Mr. Mayo, Mr. Sturgis, and Mr. Patrick.
2: Uh, a man named Sean, Sean Kratz. Kratz
1: has been charged with the murders of Mr. Finicaro, Mr. Mayo, and Mr. Sturgis.
2: At his preliminary arraignment, which was done by video, uh, Kratz was kind of hunched over, uh, almost sort of looking uncomfortable. He didn't have an attorney with him at the time, uh, and the judge had to kind of stop him from saying some things. And he uh, he talked about uh, being shot uh, and was recovering from from being shot. Uh, so there's still a lot of things out there that uh, we haven 't quite figured out
1: as a result of an agreement that I decided to make with Cosmo Dinardo
2: according to this this alleged confession, nothing 's confirmed yet. this alleged confession uh, from Cosmo Di Nardo, uh, the first one to die was Jimmy Patrick
1: We were able to also secure jimmy patrick 's body and bring him home
2: and he was a quarter mile half a mile away from what became known as a common grave for the other three the other three men
1: It was so far away that I started getting sick to my stomach on the ride, but we were able to find him exactly where we were told he was located
2: according to charging documents uh, according to the allegations in the charging documents, Cosmo Donardo. Uh, tells authorities that he brought Jimmy Patrick there, or Jimmy Patrick uh, was on the property as part of what was supposed to be uh, a, a drug deal. He was going to buy four pounds of marijuana. Uh, he didn't have the money that Cosmo Donardo wanted, uh, and Cosmo Donardo said he would sell him a shotgun instead. We're not
1: here to make moral judgments on any of their actions, and I know many of you may have questions about that for me. We're here to accomplish two goals, and that was to bring these young men home to their loved ones who have done nothing wrong, have done nothing to deserve this horrible, unspeakable tragedy that has been beset upon them. And we're here to seek justice for them, and that is our commitment.
2: They went out to a part of the property. Cosmo Donardo in this alleged confession, says that he shot him and then used a a backhoe that was on the property uh, to, to dig a hole and bury Jimmy Patrick there. On Friday, similar situation. This is where he brings his cousin uh, into the story. His cousin, Sean Kratz, also 20 years old.
1: As you know, from what you've seen over the week, we did find three of those young men buried deep within the ground under an old oil tank that was converted into a cooker about 12 and a half feet down.
2: Uh, they're picking up Dean Finicaro, uh for uh, another alleged drug deal take him to the property uh, while they're, they're going to pick him up. Uh, Cosmo Donardo in this, in this alleged confession, says that he talked to his cousin and said rather than selling him drugs, they would just rob him. Uh, they take him to the property uh, near a barn on the property and shoot him. And then later, they do the same thing to Mark Sturgis and Tom Mayo. They take him to the property for what is thought to be a drug deal or what was going to be a drug deal. Uh, This one's a little more graphic. This is where uh, it's described in the the charging documents in the the Affidavit of Probable Cause. Uh, Tom Mayo gets out of the truck, and uh, Cosmo DiNardo's behind him, and he shoots him. Tom Mayo falls down and and is screaming on the ground, and Mark Sturgis runs. DiNardo shoots Mark Sturgis as he's running away, uh, drops him to the ground, uh, he's out of ammunition. Tom Mayo's still on the ground, screaming. Denardo in his confession says that he got into his into the backhoe that was on the on the property and ran over Tom Mayo and then puts the bodies in a converted oil tanker, uh, which uh, in charging documents Denardo calls the pig roaster puts the three bodies in this converted uh, home oil tank, which is you know cut in half, almost like a, a smoker type uh, grill. Uh, douses the bodies in gasoline and tries to set them on fire. Uh, he and his cousin, again according to this this alleged confession, uh, come back. Uh, this is on Friday night that they, that they lit the bodies, or tried to light the bodies on fire. They come back on Saturday, and that's when they dig the hole, which eventually we learned was was twelve and a half feet deep and put the three bodies in and then this what he called pig roaster on top of the bodies and then filled it in with dirt that was on friday and then again they're you know, found uh wednesday thursday friday the bodies are found or wednesday thursday i guess the bodies are found we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Scroll Down. The community shaken by senseless murder
3: will come together tonight to try to start to heal.
0: It hurts for everybody. Everybody's heartbroken and it's just a shock to everybody. And everybody was just like, wow, we just lost our best friend.
3: A vigil at the Garden of Reflection in Lower Makefield begins at 7.30 for a community to huddle together and support each other. After four young men were murdered, their bodies buried and found after days of searching and painstakingly careful digging at a property in Solbury Bucks County. Be not afraid. This evening we gather as a community asking God to grant us peace, strength, Consolation and hope Prayers, a candle lighting and musical performances Will pay tribute to Jimmy Patrick Dean Finicaro, Tom Mayo And Mark Sturgis The family of those killed quietly attended the vigil But did not wish to speak The vast majority of those here though Are just
4: people in the community Who have been overwhelmed by these murders
0: The families are, are obviously Grieving and will be for A very long time Have they spoken out at all?
2: We heard a, a, a bit from, you know, some of the vigils. The grandparents of Jimmy Patrick put out a statement, um, you know, just just talking about their, uh, their grandson and uh, from, you know, friends and family at, at the vigil. Uh, but for the most part, no. I mean, there hasn't been any kind of in-depth interviews, as, as you can imagine losing sons especially in this way has to be extremely difficult
0: what's next for cosmo and and his cousin sean kratz when when will we see them again i believe court in september
2: both held without bail and uh the next time we will potentially hear from them assuming they don't waive it would be their preliminary hearing which is uh set for september 7th
3: and who knows i mean really who knows what else in terms of the investigation is going on uh Cosmo has made some claims that uh, authorities, I guess, are, would look into.
0: As part of his confession, sources tell KYW News Radio that Gennardo also claimed responsibility for two murders in Philadelphia in 2015. That statement has not yet been verified by authorities. Do police have any idea? Why Cosmo allegedly in his confession did this. What, what makes someone snap and turn from what, what seems to be, you know, a, a drug deal to, to
2: four murders? Well, since then we, we learned that there's a history of uh, acting out or, or you know, violence in, in Cosmo Donardo's past, uh, or at least threats of violence. Uh, including Arcadia University, where where he was enrolled for a semester and then uh, dropped out, and later was told he's not welcome back on campus. Uh, his high school there were there were issues. Um, at the preliminary arraignment on the car theft charge, was really the only hint that we kind of got on on what uh, investigators knew about him. And and uh, Bucks County First Assistant District Attorney uh, Greg Shore. In arguing for the high bail again, five million dollars for car theft is extremely high. But in arguing for that, he he talked about DiNardo's past history of of uh, schizophrenia, and said that that was you know one of the reasons that he was a threat to the community and one of the reasons that he should be behind prison. That's really the only time we heard that uh, at at the press conference, kind of wrapping everything up on on the, on this on on the Friday afternoon, where uh, you know District Attorney Weintraub kind of, you know, tied up a bunch of loose ends, or at least as much as he could. Uh, somebody asked, uh, you know, any indication? Did you ask, or or did, did Cosmo Donardo say? Uh, why does he want
1: to shoot them? Jeff, I don't know that. I'm not really sure if we could ever answer that question. Why he did this, or why, you know, this happened. This
0: story grabbed Philadelphia The suburbs around Philly in a way I have I really haven't seen many stories do with that intensity and even across across the country New York Times picked it up and made national news people couldn't stop talking about
2: this story I'm I'm wondering if you had any any thoughts about that (laughs) the thing that I'll always remember about this uh, was the first day we were out there that Monday morning we're told, Monday morning, 11 a.m., press conference in in this parking lot right up the hill from, from where the search is going on. And at that time, you know, the it, it's just all local media, the, the usual suspects, KYW. You know, if you look at the mic stand, it's KYW, 3610-29, uh, the Intelligencer, uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, you know, the typical local crew. If you look at the progression of that mic stand, and you can actually see it if you look on my Twitter feed, because I, I kept taking pictures of the... Of the mic stand. And it just grew and grew and grew. And by the last day, when, when, when uh, D.A. Weintraub was wrapping everything up, there's a podium, just microphones everywhere, and this semicircle of cameras, which it, it literally rivaled uh, the press conference that Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele had here in Norristown following the mistrial, when a mistrial was declared for... Uh, Bill Cosby like that's the attention that, that this drew there were tons
3: of reporters Yeah, a lot of national reporters are here you have saddle as, as each day progressed was, you felt like there was more and more media and national media coming out to Solberry Township Bucks County so you had you know the, a lot of the big networks were there and, and as you mentioned New York Times uh, the Associated Press everybody was just there in Solberry Township for the week and it grew as the week went on
2: I think part of it may have been these regularly scheduled press conferences. As that
3: week progressed, it was constantly unfolding. A little bit here and there was was coming to light.
2: The, the, the timing of everything, you, you don't normally see an investigation like this. I think that's part of
3: the intrigue. You have these four missing men. How are they connected? And, and as we went on, how is this is this—is Cosmo DiNardo a part of this?
2: What did he do? What happened? Tip the cap to everyone who worked on this. You don't normally see something on this scale. They're searching a 90-acre property and they're able to tie all this up from Monday to Friday. You know that that's it, it's almost a made for TV movie that you don't see timelines like that.
3: Just oh, with a lot of uncertainty people tried to fill in the blanks and that added to the intrigue. How was this going to end? Where are these four missing guys?
2: And you are reminded that oh wow, these are real people. This isn't just some story that you're working on with just, you know, names and and no faces there are actually families down there who are going through the worst thing imaginable
3: Solbury township it's such a quiet beautiful area you have new hope a lot of people hang out in you have
2: uh, peddlers villages around there and these are, are you know college kids who uh, you know could have been anyone's son and I think a lot of people kind of connected to that that this was you know these 20 year olds were just you know, your, your normal suburban kids.
3: Really, and, I, and it's, it's it's a place that's it's, it's very pleasant. And for this to happen there...
2: You know, this could have been you know their brother, their son, their, their cousin, their friend. And so I think people kind of connect it to that.
3: It's one of those things where everybody says, oh, I you know, it can't happen where I live, or you know, I can't believe this happened where I live, but it happened.
0: That was the episode we released in August of last year. Since then, a couple of things have happened. Paul Kurtz is a reporter at KYW. He's been following the story as the charges against Cosmo Donardo and Sean Kratz have been making their way through the court system. He comes back to scroll down. He's with me now in the studio. Hey, Paul. Hi, Tom. After Cosmo Donardo and Sean Kratz were taken into custody and the bodies of the four victims were found, what happened?
4: Well, that's when the the, the, uh, wheels of justice started turning, Tom. Donardo quickly confessed, and in exchange, prosecutors agreed not to pursue the death penalty. The uh, first court appearance was an arraignment in early uh, September. Donardo waived his so he could just move through more quickly. Kratz uh, pled not guilty. It became very apparent in that uh, preliminary hearing that uh, Kratz was going to put up a, a vigorous defense. Uh, his attorneys argued that Kratz didn't shoot anyone and was, in fact, a, a bystander uh, to what Kratz called a, a massacre. The arresting detective read from the statement that Kratz had given shortly after he was arrested. Now, he claimed that he thought DeNardo was going out to rob victim number one, and, uh, and that was going to be at DeNardo's family farm. So Kratz said he got into the truck with DeNardo, and he also said he didn't know his cousin very well. Kind just kind of mm. met up with him not too long ago, within, I don't know, months or a, a, a year or so. Kratz said to his horror, DiNardo killed that victim, went out in his truck, left Kratz back at the family farm, a sprawling property in Solbury, came back with two other young men and killed them as well. Kratz said he threw up watching this. Afterward, he helped DiNardo throw the bodies into an oil tank. After that, the two left went out for cheesesteaks.
0: That's all we heard for a couple months until December.
4: Correct. The two were arraigned on December 14th, again in Doylestown. Both pled not guilty, but that was a routine procedure. You recall that DiNardo had already confessed. Uh, Prosecutors say DiNardo will plead guilty at a later date. In accordance with that deal, he'd cut to avoid the death penalty. Uh DA Matt Weintrobe said that Denardo has cooperated completely uh, to that point, but he's reserved the right to bring death back into the picture if Donardo renigs at any point along the line. The courtroom, by the way, was packed, Tom, with uh, relatives of all four victims. Also, they had attorneys who were preparing civil suits against Denardo, Kratz, and Denardo's very wealthy parents.
0: We've seen one of those suits uh, already filed, right?
4: Yeah, the family of Mark Sturgis uh, has filed a civil suit against uh, DeNardo Kratz and DeNardo's parents. But there will be more to come. They have uh, the families have hired some very high powered attorneys, led by Tom Klein and Bob Mongolosi.
0: These are the guys that you see for the really prominent civil cases, the
4: big, big money cases, and uh, that that's an indication of how wealthy the Donardo family is. I mean, the the farm alone is worth millions and millions. Sulbury is a very uh, upper crust area. You said that Sean Kratz, through
0: his lawyers and preliminary hearings, uh, said that he was um, a a bystander in all this. How do you think his lawyers are going to
4: proceed? I think they're going to make a case that Kratz hadn't known his cousin that long, and they started palling around. He thinks they're going out just to mess around, and then he finds out they're going to rob these guys, and there were indications that Kratz claimed he was frightened, really creeped out by what was going on before the shootings began, and he was left at the farm. He had no means of transportation. Perhaps he was afraid of what might happen if he did leave, that maybe he'd become a victim too. So I I think we're going to see something like that play out in the courtroom.
0: These murders happened in July. It's been several months. Since that happened, and we, we've just gotten to where they've pleaded not guilty. What else? <laughs> How long is this going to
4: take? It's and going to take a long time, Tom, because you're going to have the discovery period now. The defense will certainly want to see everything the prosecution has. Take a look at the evidence. We may see Donardo up earlier since he is going to eventually plead guilty. I think that will happen much quicker. Kratz. Kratz's attorneys need to, uh, they need to see what the prosecution has if they're going to uh, mount that vigorous defense. So, I mean, six months at least before we see Kratz in the courtroom. All
0: right, Paul Kurtz, thanks so much for bringing us up to speed. My pleasure. And that's it for this week's show. Tim Jimenez and Jim, Jim Melwort helped us tell the original story. You can find Tim on Twitter at TimJRadio. Jim is at JMelwort. Paul Kurtz came back for the update. Follow him at Kurtz Paul. You can follow me at T-Rick, T-E-E-R-I-C-K. And keep up with the show on Twitter, too. We're at ScrollDownKYW. If you'd like to help Scroll Down, make sure you're subscribed. And leaving us a rating and review on iTunes goes a long way toward helping other people find the podcast. I'm Tom Rickert. Thanks for listening, and happy 2018. We'll talk again next time.